0: Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. This is Joe Lynch with the Logistics of Logistics. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have a fantastic person joining us. Anne Home, and we're going to talk about emotional intelligence in sales with Ann Home. Welcome, Ann.
1: Hi, glad to be back.
0: Very important topic. I think people are really going to be excited to hear what you have to say about emotional intelligence. And, but before we get started, I want to point out to everybody that Ann and I did this podcast yesterday. It's just when well, we got done and said, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. I was like, all right. We had a few text messages back and forth and they said, the hell with it, let's do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, when you take up uh, thirty minutes of somebody's time and, and invite them to listen to a podcast and it just isn't A plus work, neither one of us could stand it. We were yeah. we said, Hey, we've gotta we gotta, you know, delete that one, put it in the garbage can, digitally stomp it into the into the soil and uh do it again. So
0: it's funny, because we did it late in the day and it was a crazy day, especially for you with these and furry babies had problems. And sometimes at the end of the day, when I do podcasts, I'm not all the way on. I mean, I'm getting old, but I'm not the same at five in the afternoon as I am at 11 in the morning. So I'm glad we're redoing it.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. Absolutely had to.
0: Before we get started, Anne, tell us a little bit about your background so people know why they should be listening to you when it comes to emotional intelligence.
1: Okay, wonderful. So my background is that I'm a coach, uh, executive, personal development, career development coach, and I've been doing that for 12 years. Prior to that, I was a brain injury specialist, so I worked with people who had head strokes or car accidents and all that. So I've really been a bit in the people development business for many, many years and have continued to get new training and new experiences in terms of how to help people become better versions of themselves. One of the areas that I have focused on has been emotional intelligence. I'm a certified EQI 2.0 practitioner, and I've studied this and produced content around emotional intelligence. So I I know a fair amount about it.
0: What was that EQ? What?
1: It's the gold standard for emotional intelligence assessments, and it's called the EQI 2.0. So it's an assessment that a person can take to get a feel for their emotional intelligence. And you can also actually have people weigh in on how they perceive your emotional intelligence by way of doing a a 360. So there's ways to measure all of this. I'm certified in that capability. I feel really strongly about
0: emotional intelligence. I know you do. I know you do. So... (laughs) I know you've tried to work with me on it. So, and I think we all hear emotional intelligence and I think we live emotional intelligence, but I don't think we all have a framework for thinking about it. So give us a little more background and a little bit of definition around it. I know it's such a big thing to describe, but if you could give us that, it would be helpful.
1: Well, one of the ways I like to describe it is to start off with a quote, actually, from Aristotle, because even Aristotle talked about emotional intelligence. He didn't call it emotional intelligence, but this is the quote. Anyone can become angry. That is easy. But to be angry with the right person, to the right degree, at the right time, for the right purpose, and in the right way, that is not easy. So it's emotional intelligence that addresses these components.
0: Nice, nice. So as far as like a, a definition or framework, what would we be looking at on this?
1: Well, there's four components. I mean, there's many different individuals have tried to describe emotional intelligence. But here's one way to look at it. It contains four components. It is your self-awareness your social or cultural awareness, your self-management, and your relationship management. So it has those four components.
0: Could you take us through and just give us a bullet point or two on each one of those, starting with self-awareness? Yes,
1: sir, absolutely. So self-awareness is this idea that you kind of know how you operate. So you know your strengths, you know your blind spots, That would be self-awareness. One of the things I want to say about self-awareness, though, is that 90% of the people, according to the Harvard Business Review, 90% of the people think that they're self-aware, but actually about 15% of us really are self-aware. And the reason for that is because there's various levels of self-awareness. So, for instance, let's say you are somebody who... Likes to talk a lot, and that's me. So you, yeah, I know. <laughs> you saw I hesitated when I was starting in on this, but but here's the thing. So you might be somebody who likes to talk about a lot, and you might say, "Oh yeah, I know that. I know that I like to talk a lot." And so that's just one level of self awareness. But getting down to the levels of, and and you're in that journey yourself, Joe. The idea that I like to talk a lot. What does it feel like from the other side, somebody who has to listen to me? So getting a good sense of that. And then after that, it's this idea of, okay, I accept that that talking a lot has implications as far as how other people perceive me can you really feel what those differences are? And then if you can really feel those differences, does it matter to you that people are thinking this or that this is the way it's being received? And if it matters, what are you motivated to change? So you can have a level of self-awareness that's just sort of at the cursory level, you know, just the, yeah, I know I talk a lot. And then you can go a lot deeper. And that's where... Emotional intelligence comes in as far as self awareness right. is
0: concerned. And for me, I know I talk too much sometimes, which is really bad when you're in sales. And knowing that I talk too much, you kinda of say, Okay, so that, that's that but at least have that cursory awareness as you say it. But knowing where that line is when I should shut up and uh start listening, that's the challenge. So there's guardrails that I know are out there, but sometimes I jump the guardrail. <laughs> and, and and I'm becoming even more aware of that. Uh so yep. It's, it's not yeah, easy, and though.
1: that did a great job describing it. There's guardrails out there. You realize they're there. You jump the guardrails. Now you're at the level of knowing that you jumped a guardrail. The next step will be to be able to more clearly see the guardrail so you don't jump it. But it That's comes in layers.
0: One. That's a good yeah. one. So tell us a little bit about social awareness.
1: So social awareness is basically almost like cultural awareness would be a good example of it. So... For instance, let's say – I don't know why I use this example, but I think it's it helps to wrap your head around this. So let's say you go to a, a funeral, and there's a certain cultural sort of etiquette that goes with being at a funeral. But if you come in and you start you know, telling jokes or whatever it is that you're not supposed to be doing at this funeral – You've lost the social awareness about what that thing is about. using that example seems a little bit dark, but at the same time, it's a really clear example of certain cultural protocols and etiquette that you have to be aware of. That's just one
0: I think what's interesting about you know when you do go to funerals is especially as I've gotten older when I was young, I'm Irish and Catholic, and they had these you know three day long Kind of religious things that when I go into parties and then fights and everything else and, yes. and and now it's uh you know you go to funerals there's half the time there's not a body. Yeah, yeah. And there's pictures of everybody and and it's more of this a celebration of life. And to some extent there's the people who are like, shouldn't we be in church? <laughs> shouldn't we be, yeah. you know, another mass? And and so I can see where, you know, with this the, the culture always changing, where yep. you do if you said, Oh, I didn't realize this was the celebration of life, I thought this was the morning thing where I'm going to wear black and yeah. <laughs> speak in somber tones.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because you see people actually will define how they want their particular event to go. And there's some sort of cultural definition. But I guess the best way to boil it down is when in Rome, do as the Romans.
0: Exactly. And in a business <laughs> context, Anne, we all have to learn. I just went into a company that is a venture capital startup. And that's a very different feel than I just walked out of an old line, 200-year-old Fortune 500 company. I have to learn the cultural differences if I'm going to sell to them.
1: Yes. And it's in that social awareness, that emotional intelligence that you're able to make the shift. And you don't go in and say, you know, ah, they're all the same because they're not. And it's that emotional intelligence that allows you to make the adjustments.
0: Yeah. And I think so often uh, when you think about this is uh, we've all done it where you show up overly casual to a newer one of these newer companies. I mean, I'm sorry, overly formal in a newer company and they're all yep. wearing jeans and T-shirts and you're like shirt, tie, jacket. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. I was just on my way to church. That's why I wore this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or I just came from a funeral. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, that, so that's social awareness. Now tell us about the next one, would you say self-management?
1: Self-management. So knowing what to do, how to change your behavior, how to you know, take that signal and make the adjustments. So that would be self-management.
0: So give me an example of that.
1: So self-management would be, so let's say you're going to call a customer. And you've called that person before, and for some reason that person triggers you at some level. Well, it takes a lot of self management to choose to do something that is going to be constructive to that conversation rather than react to the individual that's triggered you. So it's this idea of you become aware that that person is somebody who may potentially trigger you, and you come in with adequate self-management skills so that you don't poison the scenario by way of your reaction.
0: Oh, very important in sales for sure. And again, we all have to get along. And yep. especially as a salesperson, if you can't manage yourself the proper way, you're going to uh, potentially ruin your deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the last one you talked about or mentioned and was relationship management. Tell us a little bit about that one.
1: Yeah, so it's the idea that when you're in sales and you are trying to create trust and you're trying to create a scenario in which you can not only generate a good lead, but manage the sale, manage the account, it does all boil down to relationship management. So, are you doing the things that are fostering the relationship? between you and the other individual that you're dealing with.
0: Yep. And it's interesting, offline, we talked about the concept of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And you said it's all within the emotional intelligence piece, because having this awareness and this management of ourselves and these relationships is everything. Because if I come off wrong, I'm putting fear into this process. I'm putting some uncertainty in their minds.
1: Exactly. And, you know, let's, let's unpack this idea of what an emotion is just so that we can understand why it's so important to develop emotional intelligence. So the self-awareness, the social awareness, the self-management, and the relationship management are the payoffs for developing emotional intelligence. These are the payoffs. This is what good emotional intelligence looks like. But what is an emotion? So earlier and as we were preparing for this we were talking about the difference between what an emotion is and what a mood is. And without getting into long explanations about the differences the essential difference is is that a mood is something that is longer term and you often don't know how you actually got to that mood. So you might be in a bad mood you're tired and you've had a long day so it's this longer extended prevailing condition now an emotion is in the moment one of the terms i used is spidey sense but it's it's something that you are feeling in the moment so it's that initial signal that you're getting about what you need to do next how you need to manage a relationship what you need to do to be culturally aware—it's that first signal. So let me give you an example. So I have three kids, and one of my daughters was getting ready to go back to University of Michigan and to you know continue her studies, and she was upstairs getting her things together, and I walked up there. Hey, how's it going? And about had my head get snapped off. There was a mood of complete irritability, okay? So she was in a really bad mood. So I went back downstairs and I thought, okay, you know, here I am, I'm a coach. I'm just gonna start doing this coach thing with my daughter. And I said, well, what's actually going on up there? What, what are you feeling or what led to that? And she said, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Now, overwhelmed is a very specific emotion that will, give me the signal. Oh, well maybe she needs me to come up there and help. And you know, do something very specific. So, garden variety crabby is a mood. Feeling overwhelmed and being able to identify that opens the door for resolution. So, now let's take this in in a sales context, all right? Let's say there is somebody that you want to call and in the past you haven't had a productive conversation or they never returned your call in the first place. And so you're coming onto that call with the emotion of maybe feeling intimidated. And so you might be procrastinating, you might not wanna make that call, but if you can boil it down to the fact that you feel intimidated because that guy hasn't returned your call or this person's maybe the next level up as far as who you contact and you feel intimidated, then you can say to yourself, well, if I feel that way, what can I do to feel less intimidated? Do I need to do a little more preparation? Do I need to make sure I do this at 10 in the morning when I'm not tired instead of three in the afternoon? You can start examining solutions and strategies based on a really accurately identified emotion, a signal that right. the world has given you.
0: And it's interesting, when we were talking about this offline, you know, you were talking about this analysis of your emotion. And I gave it some thought. And there's sometimes you'll feel an emotion that doesn't necessarily fit maybe your values, or even fit the situation where I say, Oh, I'm fearful of this. And that's an emotion that I feel. When you're like fearful, fear isn't meant to Fear isn't meant to stop me. It's just kind of the, as you said, it's the spidey sense. But sometimes you go, "What do you mean? I'm fearful of picking up the phone and calling somebody. But they're not going to hit me. I mean, I'm not, right, I'm not, right. this is a life. This isn't a a life and death situation. They probably, I'm just going to get the voicemail anyway. I mean, so right. sometimes I feel like, and, and also sometimes when you'll see on Facebook or social media things that you say trigger you, and you kind of go, "Wait a sec. Why am I arguing about? the playoffs. I mean, who right. cares, right? It just right. These are my friends, just take it down a notch.
1: <laughs> right, right. And at the same time, it's it's easier to take it down a notch when you recognize what it is that's actually being triggered in you. So I think in our conversations in the past, we talked about the idea that you get around somebody who can talk to you in a certain way, maybe in a condescending way, and in some way you feel marginalized. Maybe that's, where, maybe that's the emotion you're feeling at the moment. And so if you're feeling that, you know, you can lash out and read the guy, the riot act or, or whatever, or you can recognize, yeah, I'm feeling a little marginalized. Maybe I want to have a strategy to manage that in a way that's not going to damage the relationship because you're going to deal with people all the time and cultures, et cetera. You can't just walk away for all the ones that don't make you feel empowered and all those good emotions. You're going to also run into these. And so you don't want to trigger yourself and make things even worse. You want to identify it clearly, specifically, and have some strategies that you can use as you know, a doorway to resolving something in a positive way.
0: Yep. And I know this is uh, gets to be a little problematic because this is bigger than the framework that you described, but let's just walk through like a typical sales process and talk about how these might impact. And again, recognizing it's very dynamic. So in the lead gen process where I'm either making phone calls or creating podcasts like this one, or what might come into play that might help or hurt me?
1: Yeah, so in that initial phase, one of the things that might really come into play is this idea of self-awareness and self-management. So this idea of, you know, I'm going to be making these calls and there's a big unknown here. What are you feeling right now? What's, what's in play? And what is helping you? What emotion would be helpful for you to have to move forward with it? What would work against you, and pay attention to the one that you're feeling, and if it's one that is, well, it's either one. If you, if you if you feel a positive or a negative emotion, if you can identify what that is, let's say this time it's a very positive one. So today you feel empowered. Well, if you're aware of that, you can say, "All right, I'm going to sit down right now and knock off 20 calls because I feel pretty empowered. I feel pretty sharp today. Pretty." clear, whatever those emotions are, and then you can knock those phone calls off. If you aren't aware of that, you may waste that good energy. So right. it, can have, it can have the positive or a negative effect, depending on what the emotion is, but you want to be aware of what it is as specifically as possible.
0: Right. So let's just say starting with the sales process. So I'm now I've got a qualified lead and I'm trying to take that guy to close. What type of things will I run into in regards to emotional intelligence?
1: Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to run into, again, the self-awareness and the self-management. But now at this stage, you might be bringing the relationship management and the social or cultural awareness piece into it because now you're actually going to be starting to get on their turf start talking to them about what their needs are. And so the idea of the relationship, building the relationship, and also being sensitive to what it is, the culture that they have in their company is going to start to come into
0: play. Yeah, and Anna, it's interesting. You should think about this dynamic is maybe I'm used to working with a certain type of company and so I've gotten used to my process aligning to their buying process. Now I work with somebody a little different. I have to adjust. I have to fit their expectations, not my own. Right. So I have to have that awareness that you just talked about. I have to have that ability to go, you know what? These guys have this type of management and this type of expectation of me. So I need to adjust my game a little bit.
1: And paying attention to that social awareness, the self-management, all of those things, when you pay attention to that, you are able to adjust your behavior rather than being defensive about it or potentially, again, you know, reacting in a way that will poison the unfolding relationship.
0: So now we've gone to, we talked a little bit about the lead gen process. Then we talked about just going through the buying process or the selling process from lead to close. Now let's talk about account management. So now I have a client and I'm working with them on a regular basis I'll just make this scenario up. Let's just say there is a problem because this is logistics. There are late trucks. There are misshipments. (laughs) Now I have potentially a little bit of a conflict.
1: Yeah. So let's say there's a late shipment. Okay. And so, and that person calls and he's reading you the riot act and your impulse is your impulse or your emotion in that moment is defensiveness the first thing that you want to say out of your mouth is didn't you see that there's a storm on the east coast how do you expect shipments to come when there's a storm on the east coast okay so right away this emotion you might be feeling might be might be defensiveness and so if you're able to to see that if you're able to identify you know i'm i'm feeling a little bit defensive why am i feeling defensive well, because I feel attacked as if this is my personal mistake that the shipment was late. Well, if you can stop that and say, all right, I'm feeling defensive, maybe the best way I move forward is by working the relationship. You know, yes, we have been very reliable for you in the past, and that storm on the East Coast has really messed things up. And we're really frustrated, just like you are, that those shipments are are being late.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You're not so defensive because you're, you're acknowledging what they're feeling, and you're saying, "Yeah, it was, you know, same with us. It's it's across the board, a really, really big problem right now." And then here's what we're going to do to make that happen. If you think about people, for instance, who are in the airline industry, who have to deal with this every single day, they have to be supremely high on emotional intelligence to be able to survive in that business. The people who you know, have to manage these angry, tired travelers and you have no control whether or not there is a storm in Denver or one in Chicago or whatever. And you have to somehow be able to have the self-awareness, the self-management and the relationship management piece, even cultural awareness, even social awareness. Right. This is Christmas time and he wants to get home and look at, there's a mom with three screaming children. You know, there's all, there's so much that comes into play, but if you're not emotionally self-aware, if you don't have high levels of emotional intelligence, it's going to come off very badly for you as an individual and as a company.
0: Yep. And I think most of the time when you talk to logistics people, they have kind of processes in place where they'll say, first off, you try not to ever talk to someone if you don't already have the backup plan. How are we going to expedite that or how are we going to, get, how are we going to save your shipment? So usually when they call, you do have to get in that mode of just as you described, don't escalate it. Don't don't bring your own personal baggage to this. You gotta yeah. de escalate that. You gotta get that guy saying, Okay, thanks. Please don't let it happen again as opposed to <laughs> you're fired.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well and, and you know, and here's here's the thing too, is that how many of our listeners have gotten onto the phone and you get some sort of a disingenuous We know you have a choice in logistics providers and we are grateful for your business. And you know that that's just a scripted sort of a a, a reply showing almost no emotional self-awareness. It's almost like damage control for your own company, but it's not showing any human
0: empathy or anything else, Empathy, yeah.
1: anything like that. And that that's where the, the social awareness comes in. That's where the self-management comes in. And you have to develop it. You have to develop yeah. it because at the end of the day, that's what people are going to want to hear, even in a world that's so highly automated like logistics.
0: Yep. There was a guy I hired many years ago. His name's Corey. He knows who he is. <laughs> and um, I remember when I talked to him about coming to join us, he was new out of college, but he had been doing a lot of wedding catering. So I talked to the catering manager at the country club he worked at. And he said, Corey's perfect because he's been doing weddings with us forever. And he goes, and if you're ever in the wedding business, you're used to being yelled at. <laughs> and he goes, really yeah. yelled at? And he said, he goes, you, you talk to the bride's mom, the, the groom's dad. He goes, you hear? And he goes, and, and the kid never stopped smiling. He just, yes, sir. We'll take care of that, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's in a way that emotional intelligence has an authentic component to it and the good news about emotional intelligence is that you can get better at it every day of your life. It's largely agreed that straight up intelligence, you know, just IQ is a fairly stable thing. It it can move a little tiny bit here and there, but effectively you're going to have uh, the same IQ, but what's going to be the thing that you can change is your emotional intelligence. And that is something that you can learn, you can be coached on it, you can set goals around it, and you can get better at it each and every
0: day. And and so speaking of getting better at it, I think everybody should call you so they can get better at it. But
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> before they call you, give us an exercise that we can do today that helps us get better at our emotional intelligence.
1: I'm happy to do that. So one of the main components of emotional intelligence, as I mentioned, one of the main payoffs is this idea of self-awareness. So what you can simply do is that you can go online and you can Google emotion words and you can get a list of anywhere from like 25 to 100 or 200 or whatever. And what you can do is that you can print that list, keep it with you, and then set yourself maybe like five or six timers through the day. And then the minute that timer goes off, pull out your list and see if you can get as specific as possible about what emotion you're feeling at that moment and see what it's telling you. Just notice it. So, you know, if you, let's use the word overwhelmed again. So let's say the, the timer goes off and you take a stop and think to yourself, you know, what's, what's the emotion I'm feeling? I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then you can look around you and say, okay, here's the reason why I am feeling overwhelmed. What is it that I can do about it? So you just start to develop an awareness of it. And I can tell you that if you time yourself for six different emotion moments in the day, six, seven, eight of them, everyone's gonna be different, especially if you have a good list of emotions. And you're gonna start to see the subtle differences between feeling overwhelmed versus irritated. They're different because they're different. They're going to ask for different solutions. So, the more, the sharper you can get at that, the more able you're able to capture the benefits of increased emotional awareness. This idea of being more self aware, socially aware, self managed, and better with relationships.
0: Yeah. And I could add something. Anne's been my coach for many years. And so, she's kind of coached me in this direction a little bit. And I've become much more aware of my emotions. And it's funny, sometimes I'll kind of say, why am I feeling this way? And I'll kind of almost do this analysis, like just a few minutes, sometimes just a walk to say, why was I feeling harried? Why am I feeling? And sometimes there's these underlying reasons. You go, the reason I'm feeling harried is because I didn't do this, this and this. And then you kind of go, how long is that going to take me? It might be 15 minutes worth of work that I'm haven't done that makes me feel ill at ease for hours and you kind of go well just do it <laughs> you know so and yeah. but sometimes kind of it sounds a little new agey but it's like checking in with yourself
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah exactly well and you know what when we were cave people that's what we did all the time we checked in with ourselves but we didn't know we were doing it it's just such an important and fundamental skill to navigating your world is to pay attention to what those early signals are Last night, I was tossing and turning in bed, and I was almost frantic because I have a number of projects that I have coming up, plus I'm taking a, a trip to Africa. So there's a lot, a lot of details, and I found myself awake in the middle of the night just very panicked. And the fact that I was panicked was a signal that I wasn't doing enough to specifically prepare so that I was leaving too many loose ends and I wasn't using any good strategies in terms of how to pull those loose ends together. But this idea that I was, was panicked was a signal that I had to change something. Yep. I didn't just hang with the panic.
0: Well, you're a coach, so you know how to get coach yourself.
1: <laughs> oh, sometimes you, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes you need somebody else to say, tell you something cause you don't see it.
0: <laughs> but, well, you got kids, they'll tell you what to do. <laughs>
1: That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, um, Anne, this has been great. Please summarize this for us and put a bow on it, and we'll sign off after that.
1: Okay. So the main take-home message is emotional intelligence has huge impact on how well you're able to navigate your not only your life, but your work. There is a statistic that says that 30% of your success is attributable to skills and intelligence, and the 70% is emotional intelligence. Now, if you think about the conversation that we've had today, the payoffs for increased emotional intelligence is self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. All of those things are components that lead to success in your life and in your work, and it can always get better. It can Always get better. If you decide you want to improve on it, you can do it. You're not stuck.
0: Yep, this is so important for salespeople. You can always get better. You know, as soon as you begin to think I know everything in sales, something else bites you. And so often, it's not the technical; it's the the emotional side. It's the relationship side. So this is really great for people who are in the sales business too.
1: Yeah, it's a topic I feel really strongly about. You know, we've all met people who were really bright and they, we call them underachievers because they don't use all of their intelligence. And usually the thing that you can look to that makes the difference between the underachieving individual who has all the intellectual gifts and talents you could possibly want, it's around development of emotional intelligence. And likewise, you can meet somebody who has maybe a little bit less raw intelligence but they have been wildly successful, and that's because they have developed their emotional intelligence.
0: Yep, perfect. So, to wrap this up, Ann and I work together on a variety of sales and Training and coaching programs, we only work with tra- well, I only work with transportation logistics people Anne works beyond she works with other type of people so if you're interested in growing your sales, please talk to ann and I also as ann mentioned earlier in the podcast, she works a lot in emotional intelligence she 's very passionate about it she 's very good at it she's an excellent coach, so if you want to grow in this area, emotional intelligence, please give her a shout, and I will put a link to her website and her LinkedIn profile in the show notes.
1: All right. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Perfect. And thank you all of you for listening to my podcast. Your continued support is very much appreciated.